0: Welcome back, y'all, to Bitches Love Brunch. This is our anniversary episode, episode 26, and I am your (laughs) Okay. Next time we need to just have uh douche insert that. I will not be having you on here.
1: (laughs) I will be an air
0: horn. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make sound effects. You gotta come harder next time. I'm your co-host, Courtney. And that's Kiana over there making background noises.
1: <laughs> so if anybody's ever listened to any other podcast, everybody else does the air horn and it's perfectly fine. So happy. No, yes. Those
0: are, those are fine. Yeah, y'all going to take not. this air horn. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, you want to introduce yourself? Or you already that did. Enough? <laughs> that was enough for you? Okay. All right, y'all. Sorry. I took a sip of um my drink. So, we are glad to be back. We are glad that it has been a year already. I feel like we have done a lot in a year. We we've come a long way. Um I feel like we've done like we did a lot early on too like from kicking off. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's been a good time.
1: It's been fun
0: it's been fun um so before we jump into everything i really need to make sure like i need to start having the like run of the show in front of me because i always forget the episodes i remember what order not so much (laughs) so um i'll start with passing the, the mimosa kiana what are you drinking today
1: i am actually drinking some riesling today because okay. last week, I, well, not last week, the weekend before, whatever week that was, I lied. I really didn't drink that beer. Um, okay. I had a sip, and it just wasn't working out for me. I just didn't like it. I th- I don't think I'm much of a drinker anymore.
0: I wish you could see my face.
1: Just saying, I'm not liking it too much
0: these days. Okay. You just be needing the right group. <laughs> nah, <laughs> dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No. I don't believe you. I'm dead serious. At least (laughs) I'm about to text some of your friends. Girl. (laughs) And they would tell you. Life has slowed down. Just a tiny bit. I'm still having fun. But just sober. (laughs) Okay. What are you drinking?
0: I am drinking a Cabernet. Switched it up this week. Ew. Mm Mm-hmm. My job. We got um, this huge donation of wine. And so when we first got it, they were um, give they gave us two bottles of wine and a bottle of champagne. Well, since then, now they're doing this like a fundraiser, just with within the organization. We don't like publicize it or anything, but staff have the opportunity to buy uh purchase two bottles for ten dollars. So you know, I bought four. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. Now granted a couple of them I gifted but I will be going back for more. And they are like it's really good wine. It's not just your cheap run of the meal wine. So I've been I've been impressed and I've been buzzed. So thank you. Those are that's actually a pretty cool combination. Yes. <laughs> impressed and buzzed.
1: Yes. You know right. I went um right. To the Jack Daniels distillery last weekend. And mm-hmm. we did like a tasting of Jack. And this is how I know my life changed. I I was like, I couldn't live without the tasting. You, wait, say that again? We did a tasting of the whiskeys. Mm-hmm. And I was and like, you you... I could have done without the tasting. Oh. But I am glad that I did it for this Jack Daniels cup that I got, glass that I got. But I just knew, that's when I knew life
0: was different. Wow, that's. I'm happy for you, or I'm sorry for your loss. I'm not
1: sure which one. It just depends on the week here. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the week here, how, th- how that falls.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, let's jump right in. Um, Kiana has the quote... Mm, I might need another sip before she shares it. Okay, y'all. Keanu has the quote of the week. Y'all share the good news.
1: So I'm excited about our anniversary episode. Um, so this, this will kick it off right. So this quote is from Issa, Issa Rae, my homie. I really don't know her, y'all, but I really think that in real life we could be best friends. But this is from season one, episode one. And it says, I'm starting to resent him. Like, I spent my entire 20s with a guy I'm not even going to end up with. And then Molly said some slick shit, but that was fun. (laughs) But,
0: but yeah. We don't need all that right now. That wasn't the point. Okay. I'm going to take another sip. My glass is going to be gone, and we are not, what, 10 minutes in yet? Mm Mm-mm. You just go for it. But, um...
1: Yeah, so that quote is from Issa, and we're going to pull in and insecure a little later in the episode. But right now, we just want to talk to you guys about, you know, why bitches love brunch. Like, why we chose the name Bitches Love Brunch, what we envisioned this thing would be last year, what it is this year. Just really give y'all some insight on, you know, our creative process to get to where we are today and where we started from. So I will... Pose the question, why bitches love brunch? Courtney, why did this name resonate for you?
0: So it's funny that this is what we're talking about today. I um, I was in Cincinnati over the weekend, and I had dinner with one of my college friends and um, his wife. And she was just like, so why bitches? And she's precious. She's, um, she's super cool. Um, he's actually a white guy he happens to be white as amanda seals would say um and she is arab she's from qatar so i mean but she grew up here for the most part whatever the case is so she was just like you know why bitches because i think some people have thought like or i wonder if some people have thought like two women two educated women using bitches right And so I was trying to explain to her, it wasn't in a um, disrespectful tone, but more as in a, but bitches really do love brunch. (laughs) Like, it was very matter of fact. And at the time of us, um, and I think it was you, Kiana, that came up with the name.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Pretty sure it was. I know I didn't. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, At the time, like, that was a part of the wave and not wave as in this is something that couldn't be sustainable, but it was, it was definitely going to grab your attention. Um, and bitches really do love brunch. And you think about what happens when you're at brunch with your homegirls or your homeboys and the types of conversations that you have. Um, so for me it was, and I know that we've shared this before on the episode, but in terms of like how that kind of came about, Um, Kiana and I were like, we talk about this stuff on the phone all of the time. Like, why not put this on a platform because we know we're not the only ones. Because we could be on the phone with each other and be like, let me tell you about this chick today at work. Or let me tell you about um, what happened in church today or whatever it may be. And so, but those were the conversations that you have over brunch or that you have with um, your friends in whatever settings. I like to call them the Love Jones settings too. When you're like, you know, chilling, got a little kickback at the house. Mm -hmm. You have your intellectual conversations. Um, So for me, that's where some of that stemmed from because, and we also thought our conversations were hilarious to ourselves. (laughs) And Yeah, we
1: laugh right after that.
0: (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> so we were like, well, maybe we should share this humor with other people and this banter with other people, like everybody else should get the wealth of this. Right. Like, why deprive the people? Join in on the fun. Why deprive the people? So that's that's my take on it. Okay. I just had
1: a conversation uh with somebody recently. Actually somebody in my church. <laughs> about, um, because I was asked to step up in leadership at church, and I was just like, I need to let y'all know I got this podcast, and the name is Bitches Love Brunch. And for me, in coming up with the name, one, it's really funny when you tell people, like, oh, I have a podcast, the name is Bitches Love Brunch, and the oftentimes more more times than not people are like oh my god bitches really do love brunch (laughs) which is always really funny to hear that reaction um but two for me it was just really to relish in the nuances of being a black woman and what that looked like and for me you know, or for me and Courtney, like um, being educated, being Christian, being woke, being a professional, being a girlfriend, being um, a single person, being whatever it is that we wanted to do. There's there's so many things that women are besides what they call us, it. It's like a mother and a wife and a daughter and a sister. And she's like, no, we're, we're <laughs> a lot more things than that. And I think one of those things, too, was taking the turn back of bitches. Because even even like the first episode of Insecure, that's how I resonated with the show listening to Issa talk to Molly. And the first thing she said to her at Issa's birthday, then it was like, bitch, no you didn't. I was just like, that's how I talk to my friends. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it was it was no malice behind it. It was no derog- It wasn't derogatory. You know what I'm saying? It was a. It was a greeting, and for me, it was just showing like the complexities of black women calling each other bitches and still being friendly, or going to brunch and still being a little bit bougie. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just so many different things of what we could be and what we are, not what we could be, but what we are, and to put that in a title. And like Courtney said, it was just catchy. It was catchy. And then the whole purpose behind the podcast, for me, it was transparency. Like, I really believe that there's power in transparency. Um, My first favorite podcast was The Read. And listening to Crystal and Kid Fury talk about their experiences and laugh with one another, it just sounds like me and my friends. And it sounds like things that I had went through, in a silo not knowing that other people had gone through. It was kind of like, you know how when people had the, um, the black Thanksgiving hashtag and it was kind of like, Oh, I didn't know other black people did that. I didn't know all y'all put y'all, um, leftovers in that butter container. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like that. And it was just like them being transparent about what they going through and the experiences that they have. That's dope. That's super dope. And as blacks, as we need that. We need any, all the community that we can get to empower each other. So that's what I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Well, you went way deeper than I did. I mean, that's okay. But you have time and opportunity, and this is your space.
0: <laughs> you went way deeper. No, no, no. I meant like with your intent behind it. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I was like, okay, why not? um you know I did the radio show in school so it was like I like and my personality fits that more than anything um so that I like like being transparent in this um format to me is more comfortable than being transparent Mm -hmm. I guess I could take that back that could be a lie well, maybe face-to-face with people that I don't know. So, like, that's something that I completely forget about being on the podcast. Like, I feel like I'm just having a conversation with my friends. You know what right. I mean? As opposed to... um, And I have no problem with public speaking. Like, if you know me, then, you know, that's not an issue. But, like, in terms of, like, deeper conversations, like you said, it's just... It's a conversation amongst friends, so... Um, one of my other homegirls was actually asking me about this because she was, um, she's planning to start a podcast and she was like, I'll be nervous about how it sounds, you know, once it drops and um, being, going back and listening to my voice and then I was like, and at that point I was like, honestly, after we record, I don't think about it. Right. I I don't think about it at all because it's just a conversation. Now, granted, her format was going to be a little different. So, like, if ours were similar to hers, then, yeah, my thought process on that might be a little different. But I was like, as soon as we're done recording, I'm like, on to the next thing because it's just a conversation. And that's how, at least for me, that's how I want people to feel. Like, I want people to um, feel a part of the conversation. Right. And be the ones, you know, nodding your heads. Like, most of the time for me, because I don't, I don't have the type of work because I cater to 70 plus people daily but um, where I can just like sit and listen to podcasts uninterrupted. Um, so like for me, I find myself when I'm going, when I'm driving back to Cleveland or something like that or whatever road trips, like those are my opportunities, especially because some of these podcasts are hella long.
1: Yeah, they are.
0: Um where I can just sit and listen to them in one setting. Um, and I'll be nodding along. Or I'll be cracking up in the car by myself. Um, or when I'm listening to the read. I love their golden girl quotes. I'm like, yes, I remember that episode. Those types of things. So, um, And that's the other thing that I enjoy about the podcast atmosphere. Especially in the time that we've been in it. Is just the variety that there is. And people... Jumping in and doing it like most of the time, I'm like, yes, go get you a podcast. Why not? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm ready. Right. I'm ready to. I'm ready to listen. And so there's just so much variety out there. Just like um, with the black experience, it's not just one experience. And so I feel by having a plethora, plethora of black podcasts out there and podcasts in general, but black ones in particular because it can speak to everybody's story like I'm not going me as one person I'm not going to be able to cover everybody's story that's true the
1: um another thing I wanted to cover was like the layout of the show cuz I don't know I'm I'm pretty sure everybody's really smart that listens <laughs> but like our our layout of the show um is intentional too Like Mm -hmm. the way that we set it up, it was, it's very intentional. Um, When we start off with, Passing a mimosas, like that's when you get in a brunch with your homegirls, and you need—that's the first thing you order. Exactly, <laughs> you need the drinks. Start the drinks, and so our purpose of always having drinks, or you know, sometimes having drinks, because you know we a little flaky. Well, I'm a little flaky. Um, <laughs> um
0: I am too, but you... I'm like that at at brunch too. Right. Sometimes I just want my hot water with lemon.
1: Exactly, and but the drinks are to like loosen up the conversation to disarm each other get a little comfortable you know get the topics flowing and then you know we bring in our quote to set off our topics and then the topics come in and they play you know a pivotal role a pivotal role in you know pretty much the whole podcast and then after that we leave with what tips Mm -hmm. yeah because y'all supposed to tip y'all waiters and waitresses So, we just
0: like And even if it's not the greatest tip, because we have not always given out good tips.
1: Exactly, because you're not always going to get good service. Not always going to get good service. And I tip by service. And I know a lot of people judge me for that. But listen, if I don't get to go to my job and not be able to do my job and still keep it. So, um... Come on. Yeah, so it's really laid out in the format of a brunch. But it was intention behind this. And I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy... Where we are a year later. Like, there's something new in the podcast this week that you guys will experience. So, like, there's there's been growth that's been happening over, you know, this time. And we stay committed, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. You know, I told my friend today. <laughs> I'm so trash. I told my friend today. I said, you know, I ain't had an anniversary in a long time. I don't really know what to do on anniversaries. <laughs> oh,
0: my gosh.
1: Oh my God, I did not think about that. but um, It was so funny. He was like, Kiana, you are absolutely crazy. But it's, it has been a minute.
0: Um, there was something else I was going to add to that. But of course, I can't remember now. Um, So I will let uh, Kiana move on. <laughs> okay. What she's going to do.
1: Well, that's yeah. the, actually the perfect segue into... Um, Our next topic. So, we don't really have a title for that. You got a a quick little title, Courtney? No? For what? The next topic. Okay, cool. Uh -uh. So, what we're going to talk about (laughs) next is, Courtney, you've watched Insecure. Have you watched both um, episodes or just one? Both. Oh, my God. Okay, so first off, what do you think of the new season?
0: I... (laughs) i like insecure we we know that right um but it's weird for me because sometimes i look at it with two different eyes like so sometimes i'm looking at it with just watching the show and pure entertainment and other times i find myself like looking at the acting or looking or really paying attention to the writing and how things were placed and so sometimes, so sometimes I struggle with that a little bit, but overall I love the show.
1: Okay. Did you get the peep? Um, did you yeah. see the reed the reed stickers on her desk? No. And another round. Yes. It was so cute. I was like, Oh my God, that's the read. And that's another round with heaven and Tracy, um, on her desk at work. I think that was on the first episode.
0: I didn't catch that. I have to go back and look at that. I love that. Yes. You know, I, And I also need to look at the um, Insecurity or listen to the Insecurity uh, podcast for this season.
1: Okay. So, for those who haven't seen the new season, me and Courtney pretty much are going to dig into episode one and not do a recap, but do our own little personal recap and our growth. So, during the first season, oh, well, not the first season, this is the third season. Yeah, it's three seasons. Um, episode one. You really get to see Molly and Issa um, talk about the things that they want to change, like pretty much the goals that they have and how they're moving towards, you know, achieving these goals and really adulting. And so I asked Courtney if we could talk about, you know, which character resonates with us, what are some of the things that we've seen in these characters that that resonate with us, and then what are we personally doing differently? And I think this ties in to what we said we want to talk about with how we're dating differently and pretty much just how we are adulting differently in this stage in our lives. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Where you want me to start? Or do you want me to start?
1: <laughs> Who do you resonate with the most? Why? I would probably say Or you can just if pick a look... few people that you can mix and match. Yeah.
0: If um if I'm looking and trying to remember back to episode I'm sorry, season one, I would definitely say Molly. Um and I think Part of that just part of that is the basis of um, ISA was in a committed relationship. <clears throat> um, and I was not and am not. Um, <laughs> so I mostly resonated with Molly. There were definitely some parts of ISA that resonated with me. Um, so I would say a mixture between the two, but maybe like 70, 30, mostly Molly. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, for several reasons, whether it be, not granted, I'm nobody's attorney, nobody's lawyer, anything <laughs> like that, but just in terms of, like, being in a good place with your career, um, the scene about uh, her pay difference, her finding out about her pay, mm-hmm. those types of things, like, we experience that all the time. I experience that all the time, whether it be personally or, um, or not personally. You know, just working at HR, like with people coming to me with those questions, like, mm, something isn't right here. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, from a career standpoint, I think I resonated with Molly in that way, and also she was in her in her singleness. She was embracing her singleness. Okay. What about you? Or do you want me to keep going to the next thing?
1: No, no, that's cool. Um, I, especially after this season, I am Issa Rae (laughs) on this show. Part of me feels like she resonates with me now and in my past, uh, like my recent past. Her Mm -hmm. job... I'm I've I haven't been in trouble with my job, but it's it's rocky. <laughs> the way I feel about them is a little rocky. Mm-hmm. Um and in terms of like her relationship status, I don't think when when Insecure first started, was that three seasons ago, I wasn't in a relationship, but I was dating somebody um exclusively at that point. Um and it always seems like I'm always dating somebody exclusively. But that's another thing we could talk about a little bit later. But, um, but I'm, I haven't been a cheater. <laughs> Put that out there. Right, I haven't right. been a cheater. But um, it, for me, it was, all, it was exploring her new singleness. And I feel like for me, I feel like my singleness isn't new, but still new. Still in the way that I'm approaching it now um what else about Issa reminds me i mean she's just awkward and i'm not saying i'm completely awkward but i'm different like i'm i'm not awkward but i'm just a lot it's like the total opposite like she's well she can be a lot too depending on who you are but i'm a lot to deal with it's just a lot of personality for one person so it may come off as like awkward or just i don't really know what this girl about to say (laughs) <laughs> because I be not all over the place but I be all in your face
0: <laughs> and I like that so I gotta find somebody who like it too that's funny so like Issa Issa for me the awkward side is is there but I know it's like my introvert side well that's my main side because <laughs> I don't know how to put that but So And I don't like small talk. So, like, when it comes to meeting people, if we didn't meet, like, through mutual friends or just, like, some fashion where we, like, already knew each other, like, meeting somebody new, I am very awkward because I don't know what to say to you. I don't know... Now, if I have a little bit of liquid courage, I might be a slightly different person, and I might be a little bit more ballsy, okay? Because I have been known to be that chick where, well, I won't say I've been known to, but I have in some instances, like if there's an attractive man at the bar, um, I have ordered a drink and passed it along to him or something like that. I've or never let, done that. Or just let a guy know, like, you know, very just very chill, not like anything extra, but I just want to let you know that I think you're very attractive um, and that be that. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be anything. So there have been those moments, but for the most part, I'm typically awkward because I don't know how to have small conversation and do the whole, so what do you do and what's your favorite color and who are you with, here with, where would you go to school? I'm like... I'm trying to talk about a whole Malcolm and Betty Shabazz. Like, I'm trying to figure out how we're about to save the black community. And that's not the conversation that you want to have typically when you first meet somebody. Mm -mm. (laughs) Or at a bar, (laughs) because that's not what you're there for. Um, So I'm awkward in that sense where I have to find that balance, right? Because I love a good conversation um and then recently with Issa, which we kind of talked about this a little bit last week with the whole lawrence not being on the show anymore and i really appreciated her for this once i let it set in after some time like after you know finding out that he wasn't going to be on the show was like why from a character standpoint not because like i felt like he was super necessary but it's like oh it's lawrence you know what i mean like they didn't have to be together, but they could have kept them on the show somehow. Um, but to hear from that standpoint of women have well, not just women, but men and women have tendencies to prolong things that don't need to be prolonged, you know. And to be able to see that it be a clean cut and just and just let it stop, because I feel like that's a lot of people's stories. Where it's just like, well, I'm going to keep this person in the back pocket for a little bit. Like, I don't really mess with him right now. But like, what if? What if one day? And I'm a firm believer in when you let things sit there and just kind of linger around, you're blocking something else from coming in. And so to see that clean break, because I feel like we don't see it often enough. And like I said, a lot of times we either find ourselves like, You'll break up with that person, but you find yourself going back in some fashion, like sending a quick little text or, hey, just checking in. And it's really not a just check in. (laughs) You really want something more and because you can't seem to let it go. So I really appreciated her for just being like, no, this is what it is. And we don't need to explore this anymore.
1: But you know what? Um, Not only Issa did that, and I think this speaks to... There's a lot of things my mama used to say that have been making more sense to me. Um, birds of a feather flock together. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to be like, no, I don't do the same stuff that everybody else does. But in general, you pretty much got a lot in common with the people that you surround yourself with. And I mm-hmm. think for Issa, you know, cutting Lawrence off was cool. But Molly had been doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like Molly, except for with Joe's Joe's the new Enticement, but um, I forgot. what what was his name? The the dude. Where did he work at? Blockbuster. Where did he go? What was he? What was he doing? The light skinned dude that really liked her, but was by or oh, uh,
0: when she went back, yeah, yeah, like um,
1: a lot of guys that Molly has dated. You know, we haven't seen them again, and I think that mm-hmm. that speaks a lot to the type of women you surround yourself with, too. And which mm-hmm. is also why they're in the same situations that they're in as well. Um, so it can be a, it can be you know a double-edged sword but it's easy to go back to me and when all your friends going back to me and it's easy to take your baby daddy back when he had another kid on you where all your friends done been through it you know what i'm saying because they can tell you how to go get through these situations or what have Mm -hmm. you but if your friends or your circle is surrounding you by doing different things or challenging you to be like you know we got to cut these men off it's time for us to move on and and see what else is out there. Then, you know, that changes your mindset. And hopefully it opens up your mindset. Right. So, yeah, I, I love that um, that they didn't bring Lawrence back. Now, I do miss looking at Jay Ellis, but I get to see him on Instagram. <laughs> um, but Molly, right. I don't know in what ways I resonate with Molly. I guess dating and dating the wrong kind of guys. But I think that can be um, just fluent in dating, period. But, um I think one thing that resonated with me from my past with Molly was that I don't think Molly really understood her worth until this season. And now she's still figuring that out, but I think she is at a good point. Not at a, she's at a, she's at a much better point than where she was before. Cause Molly was just like super thirsty. She was, trying to be with this dude, trying to make this dude her boyfriend after, you know, that one day she was like, leave a a suit in the house. You know what I'm saying? Just being really thirsty and not really understanding the value and making somebody want to get to know you and spend time with you. And and the same goes for him,
0: you know? Um, But I think that's how I resonated with Molly. I had a different perspective on Molly because I didn't take it as her. And I don't think there's like a disagreement in that I think it's just like how something resonates with you you know what I mean so like I took it as her like she she was realizing what she what she truly wanted and what she truly needed because I felt like Molly was on this and I think this is part of the reason why I resonated with her as well like okay I need to have my career set like you know very she's very successful in that and I want this picture, too, of, like, it's time for me to have a husband or at least, you know, a long-time boyfriend. And these are the things that I want to about that, almost from, like, that superficial standpoint of just, like, this is what I'm supposed to have at this point in my life. And, like, I'm so thirsty to have this significant other when I really haven't evaluated what's best for me. So, like, I can't remember the dude's name, but the... um the dude's name on the show, but the actor uh and comedian Lil Rail, whoever that guy was, I felt like that was an adjustment for her. You know what I mean? To see somebody who was and even uh Sterling K. Brown, like those were a little bit of adjustments for Molly to see I forget people all that about were, him. Yeah, that were looking at her in a different light. Like I appreciate you for this, like for your, your most transparent and most authentic self. Because Molly has been operating on the superficial level for so long. And I felt like that kind of took her back when those two guys entered. Now granted she still fell into Drow. But I feel like that's why she is where she is with Drow now. Because it's like what I want is different. And though yes I'm out here being single. But it is either us sleeping together and no phone calls, no texts, because that's what it's going to be because you have a whole wife over there and this is your open relationship, not mine. Or are we are going to do something different here? Um, so that was my perspective on Molly from a standpoint of like, okay, you're going to have to make some adjustments about like, not everything is going to be this perfectly lined up, well planned out situation when it comes to your career, love, family, whatever. Um. so I just I feel like the show and their characters have run the gamut and I do feel like they do it well especially in the 30 minutes that they have you know what I mean right and like and how many episodes in a season because we have seen a lot of transition and transformation between um especially between those two characters in particular It's getting really warm in my house. You know, we always got to turn off the air when we record and drinking. (laughs) Just not helping. I'm sure I say that every episode.
1: (laughs) So now that we've said, you know, where we find similarities in, you know, Molly and Issa, what are some of the things that you, Courtney, are doing differently in this stage of your life? From where we started a year ago, from where you saw yourself in some of these places where Molly and Issa have been, are there any things that you're doing differently?
0: I would say, and this is recent, and when I say recent, and we kind of talked about this on the last episode too, just like, I'm like it's y'all about to see a different. And when I say y'all not like publicly on the show or even on my Instagram or anything like that, but like <laughs> you just about to get a different, like I know it's about to be a different vibe for me, but even within literally the last week, my approach has been different because, um, <clears throat> contrary to proper popular belief, even though I fall within that millennial category, like a lot of us still are not comfortable with this whole online dating like when i started out when you were online dating or talking to people on apps or uh chat rooms that was creepy as hell okay right <laughs> like it's it's still not normal to me um so my approach and my attitude about those things have been just above negative <laughs> I'll be honest. So, like, I would not look forward to creating a profile for a dating app or um, or even exploring that opportunity. And granted, like, I still don't want that to be my story, but my whole attitude has changed about it. I was I went to dinner with my cousin, and um, we were talking about that, and she's a little older than me. I mean, she was saying how she uses dating apps or whatever, and she was just like, the moment my attitude changed about it, the whole outlook and the outcome started to change. And I was like, that's a really good point because I get on these dating apps and I'm creating these profiles like, yeah, bitch, like long walks on the beach. I like to travel. Right. Like, I'm I'm not that engaging. I'm not like, and I'm sure it comes off in my profile and I know it comes off in my activity and how well or how well I'm not engaged Um, on the app because it's like I think like I don't turn the notifications on so what's the point of having the app like so you don't get notified when somebody likes you or something like that and again not that it's my ideal usage of trying to find someone to date or trying to be found but I was like my attitude about it has to change it really has to change Um, and so like I said within the last couple days my perspective has just been different and I feel like I can go into this now with a little bit more positive intent Um, on dating apps and just in public in general. And also, excuse me, um, the biggest thing for me is being intentional. Um, I'm not necessarily out here looking, but I do recognize that I have not put myself in positions to be found either. Right. Um, so being intentional from that social aspect, being intentional, um, from just preparing myself. And that kind of came from my experience or my journey from a few years ago where I, I was intentionally single for some years. Um, and I sat down and I really had a really close relationship with God and I still do um, with God. But focusing again on me just preparing myself. Like, yes, there's somebody out there that I want, but I want to make sure that I am the person um that I'm praying for as well, um so being intentional about my actions, being intentional about my prayers, um my words and what I speak into existence, and um my attitude, and then I've also cut some people off um oh. like <clears throat> you you have you have to make know, room, yeah, you have to know when to say when, and you have to make room. Um, and sometimes that isn't just romantic. Like <clears throat> there may be people in your life or the friends in your life where they don't need to be in that space for you, um, and you you have to be able to make room. And sometimes it's not even just about cutting people off. I had to look at what I was doing. At one point, I was working full time, um, serving on two boards, operating a business, doing the podcast. You know what I mean? It's just like where were you going to find time to date? And I actually right. had somebody say that to me. They were like, um, a guy, somebody that I was dating, and they were like, do you have time to date? I was like, I make time for whoever's worthy, okay? <laughs> you know, that type of thing. But then it was just like, no, again, you're not, you're not being intentional. So you have to remove some things. Like, I, and not to say that I resigned from one of the boards for this reason to date, but like, whatever is not supplementing your life and adding to your life in every way, you know, you have to really evaluate and see what needs to be removed. Um, and so that took a little bit for me. So I was removing some things, some activities. I was removing some people. Um, and at some point, maybe some things can be added back in, but I had to realign for a little bit. Okay. What about you? Um, for me,
1: it it's it looks similar, but in different ways. Um, I'm I chose to be a little bit more protective of myself um, because I also noticed that. I was invested in the wrong things, and that's romantic relationships or friendships and things like that. But you know, the Bible says that if you're connected to something with good seed, it, it harvests fruit. And there were a lot of things that I was connected to that weren't producing anything, mm-hmm. and um, nothing nothing good was coming out of it. It was just like the you know you just get in emotions. You go through the routine, like you texting the same people, you talking. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just no. No, it was convenience and it was comfortable. Exactly. Like, there was no fruit yeah. being produced. So, I had to let go of those things. Um, dating, for me, I would always attempt to get on these apps and, like... You Courtney, my attempts were like lackluster girl. I didn't even create a profile. I'll just put my name up there. Just you better you either gonna like this picture or not. <laughs> and um I would just like hurry up and snatch them down. I just never felt comfortable on those sites. And part of me is Part of me had to get comfortable with being like, you know, that may be the millennium, millennial thing to do, but my story ain't going to look like everybody else's story, and I got to be okay with that. I need to go to avenues that feel comfortable for me. I always felt like I had way too much personality to put behind an app. Now, that's no diss for people who use dating apps. It's just not my preference, and I'm not going to make it to be something because, you know, the the generation Mm -hmm. is doing it that's not gonna be Mm -hmm. my that's not for me and so i had to start being more active and putting myself in environments where i could meet people and try new things and get uncomfortable like being in nashville even just living here like it's completely uncomfortable even when i go to ohio and it doesn't even matter what part of ohio i'm in whether it be cincinnati or columbus or cleveland i literally sleep better I sleep better because I'm just so comfortable because it's a piece of home for me. And so I had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, and another point that I I said before, too, was that um, I was always exclusively dating people and not in a relationship. And so for me, it was like, well, either you in a relationship or you're not. And... Mm-hmm. And and that's what that's being intentional too. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no blurred lines here. This is not this is not confusing for me either. I know I want to be with you, or I don't. And so it was for me finding that clarity, deciding what it is that I wanted, and you know making that being known. Like a closed mouth truly does not get fed. Um, no. and so I just really had to be clear on that. Like if we just dated, then I'm just dating, and. Another part, too, was, like, literally going and holding my thoughts captive. Like, you just getting to know this person. This person is not your husband. Quit saying that. You are just getting to know this person. You don't know what y'all baby's going to look like. You don't know his mama name. So it's kind of like you just got to have full control over your thoughts because I'm the type of person where I'm just, like, I really like you. I'm spending a lot of time with you. And in my head, we already in love. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it was for me... Being very clear with myself and holding captive of my thoughts, whether I really did enjoy this person's company or not, I need to know that that's not where we are. And when the relationship got there, I wanted to really experience that fully and completely in that moment and not have say like, hey, six months ago, I already talked about this with just myself. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that was huge to be like, just take it for what it is. Take it, date just to see if you can hang around somebody because that's all a relationship is, is spending time with your best friend. So for me, it was literally finding people I wanted to spend time with that I enjoyed to be around, not somebody I was trying to make my husband tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and there was another thing that I was going to say. I completely forgot, but it was so good.
0: <laughs> oh, I hate when that happens. Ugh. Well, I do have one other thing to add. If you think of it as I'm talking, please feel free to cut me off. Okay, go ahead. Um, another thing that I thought about, something that I did differently, um, maybe not differently, but more like I spent a little bit more time on and really thought about it and processed it was... Um, I had to reevaluate like past relationships and the part that I played in them not being successful um, and trying to really think about how to either address that with like the past person. I'm not talking like five, 10 years ago, those types of things, but like, you know, for an immediate or recent person, like whether that be now or like in the future, you know what I mean? Figuring out how to have those conversations, um, so that even even if it's not even if it's not repairable, like not not to not to have those conversations to be like, oh, let's try this again, but to better myself for the next one, you know what I mean? So part of me has like been thinking about that as well. Like, okay, Courtney, you really need to think about like what role you may have played, and and I've done this before, but I don't think to this. To this degree where it's just like, not only do you need to think about what role you have played, but there may be some times where you need to apologize to somebody. So, yes, you know, just recognizing that there are times that I'm going to have to apologize for um, the role that I played or at least acknowledge. Um, I feel like there is. You know how they say like it's um, forgiveness isn't just for the other person, but it's for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I feel like acknowledging isn't just for yourself, but it's for the other person. Because I, I would only want to treat somebody how I would want to be treated. And I feel like in the times that I've been hurt or that I felt like I've been done wrong... I would have appreciated someone to just acknowledge those feelings. Right. And so I feel like I want to be able to give that in return. And so I've just kind of thought about those things and like how I could do that differently. Um, and do what, do unto others as I would want people to do unto me. Like, I feel like that's only right. And it's not necessarily about karma. um, But just kind of giving people that release of just being acknowledged and saying, look. I recognize that I did A, B, and C. And I recognize that, you know, everything wasn't perfect. Um, and this is the role that I've played. And I just want you to know this about it. And then on the flip side, like I said, it's not necessarily to repair that relationship. But how I can go into the future and be better in the next relationship. Because that would only make me a better communicator. Um, be able to better, like, not only communicate, but then put, like, action behind it. yeah. So those are some of the other things I forgot about that one little piece. I was like, I need to, I need to be sure to add that. Um, anything else that you want to share in terms of like what you've been doing differently in terms of relationships or dating?
1: Well, what I wanted to add to your piece too, I was, I don't know what I was doing. Cause I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of blogs. It's just, I consume mm-hmm. a lot. Um, <laughs> And they were saying, like, you know, some of the things that you feel like you're missing in your life, if nine times out of ten is because you're not giving it. Like, mm, if mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're looking for love or you're looking for help, I remember I was praying really hard for help, or you're looking for, you know, people to intervene or it just whatever it is that you feel like you're lacking, like, it's mostly because you're not doing it to other people. Yeah. Because what you reap is what you sow, which is very, very yeah. true.
0: Um, and not that we're not, or not that we're mean people, right? Absolutely. But you have to think about those positive things that you want, and that you're not sowing into others. That, that Sorry is to so, cut you off. Go ahead.
1: No, no, I, had, I took a sip of wine anyway. <laughs> 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 Grandma didn't even don't cut off. I was just drinking. But um, <laughs> what was that? Oh, I had to tell somebody this the other day too, and I was just like you. You have to humble yourself because a lot of the times when you think that people are doing things to you you don't know what God is doing in their life just like God is doing stuff in your life and at Mm -hmm. some point and God uses everybody like at some point you got to be the victim at some point you got to be the perpetrator you don't know when you've ever been a perpetrator because at some point we got to play both roles at some point in our lives and And we have
0: all done that
1: absolutely and so when you are in those roles it's not so much about because back, because good people can do bad things, but that doesn't mean that you are a bad person. It just depends on what you do after you've done that wrong thing to somebody yeah. else and how you choose to rectify that afterwards. Because yeah. I really believe that, you know, a lot of us are based in good now. I've met a few people who are based in evil too, but um, <laughs> a lot of, of, of us are based in good and they do mean well and sometimes we just make poor decisions and it does affect other people, but it's all about how you choose to handle that. And then yeah. the part that I said I forgot that I think I remember but not really sure if that's the thing I forgot. <laughs> um, <laughs> thats Only y'all the, knew. <laughs> that, that memory, boys. Still don't remember if that was... That's okay. But um, <laughs> the one thing... What you gonna go with it? I am gonna go with it. Um, I had to learn how to lose control. And it was because I was just trying to control everything. Because even... A lot of people who are single think that the way to, it, the only thing that happens in your singleness to complete that is to get into a relationship. And there's so many things you can accomplish in your singleness outside mm-hmm. of a relationship. And for me, you know, moving to Nashville, I was like, you know what? I had finished school. I was tired of being a professional student. I had been in school forever. Um, I got this really amazing opportunity in my career. I was going to ride with that. And I was just like, you know, next, I'm just going to fall in love. I want to fall in love. I want to build up my personal life and it wasn't so much, and I dated, you know, while being here, and it wasn't so much me, it was me chasing falling in love with somebody else, and it always led me back to falling in love with myself, and so then I just had to lose control. These ideas that I thought what my singleness would be was, like, it's over now, and sometimes your singleness isn't over until you've accomplished everything that you need to do in this season. Like, it's a season. It's not a permanent step on who you are. You're not kiana and single like i'm kiana and a lot of other things <laughs> you know what i'm saying right um and so for me it was like losing control like maybe it's not your time to be in relationship with somebody else but it is definitely your time to get in relationship with you it is definitely your time to get into a relationship with god it is definitely your time to pour into all these visions that you saw for yourself and really make to become you know your wildest dreams And then when that time comes, when that partner, you know, will enter your life, then that's when it'll come. Nothing can block what's meant for you. And so for me, it was just really letting go of control because these control issues I have, like, I'm not even comfortable letting loose of control with forgetting my own thoughts. That drives me crazy. Yeah. (laughs) That that drives me crazy. But it's literally like you may have lost control of those thoughts because I had a better seed for you to plant. But I can't, Mm -hmm. I literally, I can't wrap my mind around that. (laughs) <laughs> in, in the moment, I can't wrap my mind around that, so I literally had to lose control and be okay with what was coming next, even if it wasn't the utmost desire of my heart. And then I had to check what was the utmost desires of my heart too, because if my, the utmost desires of my heart is literally to be in service to a man, I got a lot of work to do. Right. I got a lot of work to do, and that's not to say that I won't take pride in my relationship and being of service to whomever is gifted in my life but I'm so many more things than just me catering to a man you know and I think it took me to spend time with me to get to know me and know what I liked and what I disliked about myself so that I can recognize in somebody else what I liked or what I disliked because I had a bad habit of forcing a round pig into a square hole and just saying, like, I want to be in a relationship right now. You're the guy that's in front of me right now, so I'm going to like you. And then after a mm-hmm. few months of getting to know this person, and, Courtney, you and I both know this, I'd be like, Courtney, this guy does this. This guy believes in that. This guy um, voted for this person. And I'm just like, never in my life would I have liked you as a regular, just as a person. So how could I think that I would... Enjoy a relationship with you.
0: Right. So, um, before we move on, a couple things to add that, and I, and I know that this is so so cliche, but I feel like I always feel like it's worth saying is that, and I feel like this is what you were saying. Like single does not mean lonely. Absolutely. Like, Like single means one like you know it's just you know it's one person it's one thing it's one item whatever that may be but it doesn't necessarily mean lonely now can can you be lonely and single absolutely um but that that doesn't have to be the case and so it's like take that time to enjoy that singleness that that opportunity to be just one because that won't always be the situation like I know that that's something that I think about sometimes it's like yes I'm single now but once I do have my partner like my life will shift because it's not just me anymore the way I move will have to be different and so that's something that I even have to think about too and be mindful of it's just like I say that I'm ready for a relationship or that I'm entertaining dating but like that comes with a lot after being single for you know a certain amount of time like, and not even, that doesn't necessarily even mean, like, living with somebody, but just sharing spaces and sharing lives together. You can't just move as one person, as a single person anymore, um, because you have somebody else to consider. And not necessarily just because you're obligated to, but because you want to. Like, to me, that's that's what, that's what you do in friendships. That's what you do in romantic relationships. You can't just operate as one um, any longer, so... When you're in that moment of singleness, like, really take full advantage of that. Absolutely. I had a coworker who asked me, he said, well, where are you going this
1: weekend? You really do just, like, get out. And I was just like, well, I'm never going to get this opportunity again in my life, for one. You only get every right. shot you take once. Um, prayerfully, it comes back around, but it'll always look different in some mm-hmm. in some respect. But I was just like... There'll be a time where I will have to give up my lifestyle and I'm going to be happy to do so. I don't want to feel exactly. like, hey, I can't go here and it's because I got these dang on kids or because my husband want to do something. Like, No, I'm going to be happy because I enjoyed that season while I had it. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that gift while I had it instead of pouting about I don't got nobody to do this with or do that with or I don't got no kids to drive me crazy all through the night. Um, and then I remember one of my homegirls, she texted me and it's so sim- it's like simple things that I really noticed that I cling to in my singleness that I really really love that I'm probably gonna cry about <laughs> when I get into a relationship. She texted me and was like, "Where you at this weekend?" And I was like, "Don't nobody ask me where I'm doing this week. I get up and go. I book a flight whenever I want to. I get in my car and drive right. if I want to." Like, I was like, "Dang, I ain't had nobody ask me like, where am I gonna be at? Because I don't have to tell nobody. I can get up and right. go whenever I want to at my leisure, at my time and to take somebody into consideration to be like, hey, do we have plans this weekend? Because I was thinking of going to Cincinnati to see my. Coll- I just think that's gonna take an extra effort that I'll be happy to do when it happens. But it's gonna be it's gonna be an adjustment <laughs> because Bruh. I kick it so much. By myself, and I've been having such a good time, um, being able to go whenever I want to. That's one of the things I really, really enjoy in this season is traveling and being able to spend time with people I care about in different locations and see new things. That's not to say that person can't join me, but when I do want to take a solo trip or just it randomly pops in my mind on a Wednesday and I'm leaving Friday night, um, I got to take another person into consideration
0: about that. Yeah. I'm over here like, mm, yeah, yeah. Like, and not that I feel like obligated to check in, and the person that I would ideally be with, like again, it wouldn't feel like obligation. But I'm just like, woo. Considering those moves, and I'm not an inconsiderate person, but just knowing like that's something that I have to think about and look forward to because it's a it's a your mind frame has to switch. It right? does. It's it's not just about a physical switch, but like your mind frame has to switch. And if you haven't spent that time in your singleness, it's going to make it that much harder to do. And that much, um, you're going to be a little less willing to make that shift because you spent so much time by yourself and you can get a little selfish, potentially. And comfortable. Yeah, and comfortable. Because I know I will be like, it wouldn't even be about coming home and like having to share a bed with somebody. I would look forward to that. But, like, coming home and be like, oh, damn, you here again? Waking up and being like, goddammit, you in the shower? Like, or, well, that probably wouldn't be much of an issue. But you get you get my drift where it's just like being in constant space with somebody and constant consideration. Now, again, I know that the person that I will be with, like, it won't feel like that at all. But you, I do feel like you have to properly prepare for those things because it's, again it's not just you. Like you have to put that selfish you have to put that selfish stuff aside and you will like you should want to for that partner and for the right person. And you won't be perfect at it, which is gonna be crazy to me. Is that like
1: I think what really blows my mind is kinda like in this season I just spent so much time working on me. And to know that I still won't be perfect kills me. To know I'm still gonna mess up kills me. But at the same time I need a partner who is also going to feel comfortable making these mistakes with me because the thing about, you know, this season for me is like I've given myself so much grace and so much forgiveness that it's a little bit easier to give other people grace and forgiveness because I've had to forgive myself so many times before. Yep. And yep. you can't Please. you can't give somebody something that you haven't done for yourself. And I think nobody understands. A lot of people... It's easy to say that, but once you realize, like, if you're not giving yourself love, I can't love you because I don't even know what it's like to love me. you asking me for the impossible. And that's even going into a relationship not knowing what makes you happy. I remember the, these, these past guys that I've dated recently, and I didn't really know... What were the things that really made Kiana happy? And it was, almost, it was almost like setting people up for failure because it's like, date me, figure out what makes me happy. I don't know what that is, but hopefully you hit the mark on the head and that'll just make me happy. That's not Girl, fair. you're probably speaking to some people out That's not there. Fair. That's not fair. Why are you setting somebody up for failure like that? If you love somebody, you will never set them up to fail. God will never set you up to fail. And
0: love is not a game like it's that. It's not
1: a game. It's not a game. It doesn't have to I'm be a game. I'm not doing that
0: back and forth. What do he say? I'm not going back and forth with you in words. <laughs> like that's, Listen, that's not what that is. Like Tiana Taylor said, I ain't saying I do just to say I
1: don't. Come on. Come on, TT. I'm not doing that. So I had to figure out okay, now I'm setting these people up for failure, which means I'm setting this relationship up for failure because we both need to be on the equal, even playing Mm -hmm. field. I need to figure out what is it about me that makes me tick? What is it about me that brings me joy? What is it about me that brings me sadness? What really, like, get down to the core because you can say you know these things, but you ain't never. I I have never been Kiana Rivers at 28 in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know who I am. I don't know mm-hmm. who I am in this season. I'm so much different from the other things that happened last year or the year before or the year before. And that's why you grow with people, not tell yeah. them to find you where you at because you don't know yeah. where you're at.
0: Yeah. Got them out there in the woods searching and you lost.
1: Right. You don't know what you're
0: doing. <sighs> Child. But what's exciting about all of this is that we recognize it for ourselves Um. If you, as listeners, um, relate to some of this, let's do the work together. Now it's time to put actions to our words. Because, um, like, we won't get anywhere just sitting in it and just talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, And that's, that's the one thing that I can say about Kiana and myself. It's just like, we're talking about this now on the show, but we know that there are things like action items that we have done differently, moves that we have made that, that back those words. You know what I mean? And that's, that's more exciting than anything, and that feels more accomplishing than anything because it's like, okay, we're not just talking about it. Right, right. And, and while talking is therapeutic, like you can only talk about it for so long before you put some action behind it. And action could be demanding certain things that, are, that you want for yourself, demanding them from yourself. Um, and demanding them for others, so um, do the work and demand it from yourself
1: first to feel to make sure that you don't feel like you set somebody up for it. Because if you're not willing to right. do it for you, ain't nobody else gonna be willing to do it for, right. for you. And if they are willing to do it for you, you won't even be able to recognize that they. You don't even understand why they're Come doing on. it for you. You don't know say you don't even recognize the the true meaning behind it because you have never given it to yourself. So when they do it for you, be like, right. well, it I did know you do so me. Exactly you like, well, I don't know how to
0: appreciate that, girl, because you ain't never did it for you. Right. I had a co-worker say to me, and I'll i let this go. <laughs> I've been saying that today, haven't I? Yeah, I'm gonna move on, I'm gonna let it go. Um, but I had a co-worker say to me, and she it was more so like a revelation for herself. She was like, Stop making appointments for yourself and not showing up.
1: Yes. And
0: I was like, Oh, okay, I'm a I was, like, for real at a loss for words because it was so... Sp- and that was with everything. That was, like, you said you wanted to work out. You said you wanted a six-pack. Not me because I don't I don't believe in having to do that work. But, like, you said that this is what you wanted. Show up. You said this, this is the type of relationship or the type of friendship or the type of job or type of career, um, type of hobby, whatever. You said that these are the things that you wanted. You got to show up. And you can't keep making these appointments... And not showing up, and then have the nerve to be disappointed. Cause nothing is worse than disappointment itself. So, I will leave y'all with that. Show <laughs> up, show up, show up. Kiana, you got anything else to add? Before no, we move don't, on,
1: don't forget that when you show up, show, out. <laughs> show the hell
0: out. That's what I'm doing. I got my one shoulder going and yes. everything. <laughs> all right y'all well this is a perfect time for a break um as we bring to you our new and exciting ad be right back
1: This episode is brought to you by Sound Ears Media. Sound Ears Media is a multimedia production company based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Sound Ears provides its listeners with weekly curated playlists containing wide-ranging musical selections from the newest release hits to some of the greatest nostalgic classics in music.
0: And Kiana and I are super excited about this new partnership as Bitches Love Brunch will have its own weekly curated playlist so anyone looking for personal playlists to fit your unique vibe dm them on ig at sound ears or on twitter at sound ears underscore or you can shoot them an email at SoundEarsMedia ears media at gmail.com okay keanu was there something else that you wanted no. to add <laughs> no <laughs> okay <laughs> Well welcome back guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that new ad from Sound Ears. Kiana and I are super excited about Yo, we that got placement. An ad.
1: <laughs> I just wanna let you know. I just wanna let you know we gotta We an gotta an
0: ad. ad. We gotta add. I wish people could really like one day we just gonna have to tell or ask dudes to um just put together like some of the outtakes. <laughs> For us, like we need to start keeping some of those, because if only people knew what was going on behind the
1: scenes. Yeah, y'all. We um we ain't made it, but we making steps in the right directions.
0: Yep. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> okay. Hey, Cardi. <laughs> um. What was I gonna say? So. Now that that's done... Oh, here Kiana, you go. Who about is are to put me on, but here we go. And I still ain't ready. Like, 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 we don't do this every other week.
1: Okay, I... Yes, I am ready. Okay. Who's your tip going to this week? My tip is going to Taraji P. Henson. Taraji is going to get a 70% tip for me. Um, Taraji has just... <laughs> why are you laughing? Because you stalling. <laughs> I am... Okay, Taraji just opened up an organization that removes the stigma around mental health issues in the African-American community, and y'all know I'm a big um, proponent for therapy, self-care, all those things, anything doing with mental health, mental wealth, all those things, I love it. So, I just want to honor Taraji by doing that, and she is honoring her father. She named it after her father, Boris Lawrence Henson, and the name of the um, organization is the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation, so... Much um love to Taraji for that. I read her book, so I know how much she loves her dad, which is so sweet. Aww. So I feel like I know her just a little personally. Um yeah, so major,
0: major tip to Taraji, because that's a big move. Yes, how exciting. I love her too. All right, my tip of the week is going to my favorite person on earth. He it is um going to my nephew, Jalen. He is a Oh, my goodness, he's a sophomore now. Oh, my god! At, <laughs> at Tennessee State University. I'm a proud HBCU auntie. Um, but Where's I am going? giving him a 125% tip. He has a um, lifestyle brand focused on fitness and finance. Um, and it's called Carbonado Lifestyle Brand. Um, I'm really proud of him because I've just seen, like, like I've always known that he was an intelligent young man but just seeing like the way he has shifted after his first year of college like the books that he was picking up the conversations that we've had how dedicated that he's been to um just producing all of this great content that is broad enough to like hit of course his target and his age group and like you know students on campus but like Stuff that I would use like financial challenges, um, fitness challenges. So I'm just really excited about the content that he's going to provide um, and just the strides that he's made over the last couple of years um, and just kind of continue his growth and coming into his adulthood and all of that. Like, I cannot believe he's 19, Mm -hmm. sophomore in college, spent his birthday in South Africa. Like, so shout out to him. I'm a very, very proud auntie. I I did have to get permission to give him (laughs) the tip first. Um, But he is down there in Nashville. So hopefully one day we'll have him on the show. And y'all can get to know him a little bit. Yeah, shout out to Jalen. That's that's such big moves. I'm so proud. I just can't believe that he's 19. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's a whole man.
1: Jalen's grown.
0: (laughs) And... um,
1: He's turning into such a beautiful young man. Yeah, such a be- beautiful young man. He's so well mannered. He's just such a good kid. Not a kid no more, but whatever. Not a, kid. not a kid. He's not a kid. Not a kid no more.
0: But nah, that's our boy. That's my that's that's my nephew, young neph right there. So shout out to him. And thank you for letting me make you my tip this week.
1: Thank you for the permission.
0: That. Right, I don't ask too many people for permission, so you also feel honored. All right, you want to go first with your brunch spot, or you want me to go first?
1: I can go. Oh, you ready? She I'm, ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so my brunch spot I think I reviewed this before but I'm not sure but I ordered something different so it was a totally new experience Um, I went to a place called Sky Blue Cafe in East Nashville um, and uh, there was Oh, my Uber driver that weekend had told me that um, they have some of the best pancakes and I really just don't believe that unless it comes from Cracker Barrel or Big Owls or Fat Owls? Somebody, Al ain't his normal size Owl in Cleveland? I never remember that name. Is it Big Owls or Fat Owls? I want to say it's Big Owls, but you know, I could also be wrong. Because Fat Owl is the name of the guy. I don't even want to mess that up. Okay. I don't even want to tell y'all where I think Fat Owl is from, but that's yeah I'm, Okay, let me not do that. I was going to embarrass myself, but yeah, so... <laughs> i was placed in cleveland but anyway i went to this place blue sky blue cafe and courtney the pancakes were so daggone good they even had like a stuff and i maybe i'll try this when i'm being adventurous which is hardly never but i'm trying these days uh they had like a stuffed french toast Mm hmm. i think it was like peanut butter and jelly Mm, I was like good yeah I'm gonna have to go back there um, and try that so if you are in Nashville particularly in East Nashville I would check out Sky Blue Cafe
0: okay I'm really here for now I want a pancake just one (laughs) and then like a half of a stuffed french toast with the peanut butter and jelly I want that that
1: sounds really good. It does sound good. I know. I gotta stop thinking about
0: it. Yeah, I feel like I'm being real greedy right now. Okay, so my brunch spot this week is called Hangover Easy, um, and shout out to my homegirl that went with me, Hamika. Um, we chose the spot because we were debating debating between two different places, but as soon as we looked at the menu, we were both like, "We're going here because everything was called Whole Something." H-O-E standing for Hangover Easy, but it was still whole, so it was funny. Childish. <laughs> Childish, right? Um, but they had whole fries. They had huevos rancheros, which is what I got. Huevos. <laughs> huevos. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's how you're supposed to say it because it says oh Anyway, um, but everything was like on point she got french toast and it looked amazing i didn't taste it but it looked amazing so i'll probably have to get that the next time um mimosas were on point i don't think they had oh no i think they did have bottomless mimosas why we didn't get them i'm not sure now that i think about it but anyway they had um they had a mimosa that was like with orange juice and cranberry juice and if you participated in um or followed the IG story, then you saw that and you placed your votes on which one I should get. Um just so you know I did end up getting both. <laughs> so <laughs> I I got, you the one. One I got this one or I got that
1: one. No, I got both. No, so
0: on the like on the IG story it was like I was like, which, you know, mimosa should I go with next? And one of them I can't remember what it was called, but it had like I said, it had the orange juice and the cranberry juice in it. And that's the one that I went with after the vote. Well, in in the middle of the vote, whatever. But I also got the uh, mimosa with just the cranberry juice because you get both, right? Like you go for the full experience. And exactly. they were really good. And they were heavy on the champagne, which is what I appreciate. Always. Um, like I used to say, I owe you light on my ice, strong on my alcohol, please. <laughs> so <laughs> like if we gonna do this, we gonna do this. Oh owe you. And bartenders used to like really oblige to that. I was like, I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, listen, they were very generous that owe you. Very. Because it was other college students serving other college students. They we knew all where knew what they it was. knew where you were trying to get to. Right. And quickly.
1: And they and knew well, where refund was...
0: checks just came out, so they knew that was gonna be too. <laughs> It took me a while to get to the point of giving a refund check, but that's, you know, for another day. (laughs) You still mad about it, though? (laughs) Yes. That's why you said it. Yes. But when I did get one, let me tell you where I went. I went on that uh, professional development trip with BSBC. (laughs) Yes, BSBC. (laughs) Took took my little self down to Atlanta
1: and we had a grand old time, okay? I can't imagine doing the professional development trip in Atlanta. When I went, we went to Charlotte and we showed up and
0: show out. But Atlanta? Kiana? Mm Mm-mm. Kenji and I still have a running joke. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't have made it out alive. Years later. So anyway, we were talking about brunch spots. If you're in Columbus, check out Hangover Easy. It is on campus, um, Ohio State's campus. So just beware, parking may be a little crazy on a Saturday or Sunday for brunch. But all around, the food was good. The experience was good. And it was a cute little, cute little spot to go to. Um, so check it out. Do we have anything else? Oh. You want to hit
1: them with the social media? Yeah, I was gonna tell you. I might have to jump on your little brunch tour and and go to Columbus and have some brunch. <laughs> this fall, I think you it's just, only right. I just think I should come for a weekend. It'd be an Ohio State game. You know, that's actually one of my bucket list items: is to go to an Ohio State game. Mm, no, go, not for me. You can go. I'll meet you at brunch. In the yeah, you can meet me at brunch. <laughs> I. We can go. We can get brunch. I can also go to House of Japan. It's just so oh many things God. that I need to do. Yeah, Columbus, I'm coming for you this fall. I'm coming for you. Okay, social Mind medias. You.
0: Pause. <laughs> Mind you, Kiana said before we started recording, I she was did. like, I got to slow down on the like I'm done after this. I'm done after
1: this. But, okay, but Columbus is not like a huge trip. It's five hours away.
0: That is you that's said, pretty big, like it right. Big. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. Like you do know you could catch a flight. Like I know that you will you will drive, but you you could catch a flight here. Like that's a big enough trip to catch a flight. When's it's the last time Columbus I've been Columbus to Columbus? When's the last time I've been to Columbus though? I don't know. The Columbus last like time you've been to Columbus home. is when you left left your car at House of Japan. <laughs>
1: I did. left my whole credit card at the restaurant. Oh, my word. Whole credit card there. Talking about some, um, can you do me a favor? I just wasn't. Oh, that was, you know what? That was when um, we did the live show. Girl, that was in February. Was it? Yes. Mm. That was in that's February. Funny. And that's, that's a long time for me to go without visiting Columbus. Because I, Columbus I got a, a nice spot in my heart. Anyway, she love her some Columbus. Yes. Anyway, social media. Uh, where I'm starting off at Okay, so if you're on Facebook Go to our Facebook group And it is called Bitches Love Brunch Please go there, get interactive with You know, our friends on Facebook Talk about where y'all are Some places that we should brunch, just get engaged While you're on Instagram You scrolling through Follow us, bitches Double underscore loves double underscore brunch We are very interactive Especially during brunch time So follow us on Instagram If you're listening, I hope you're subscribed. If you're on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, if you're on SoundCloud, please follow us and review.
0: All right. That wraps up episode 26, the anniversary episode. Yes.
1: Oh, I had a good
0: one. <laughs> Was that good? That wasn't as good as the other one. It wasn't, it wasn't, but I was just going to let you have it. Uh, But I think it's because you got excited because you knew you was about to do it. I
1: did. Okay,
0: y'all. It's okay. Episode 27, she going to kill it.
1: Yes, happy anniversary. I was going to try to do one last one, but I was just like, I just can't go out failing like that if it don't turn out well. So I'm going to save it for the next episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Catch y'all in a couple weeks. Bye.